We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. D.C. police are arresting drunk and drug drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department. Now this is Ram football right here. This is the Ram football. The lead comes over. Peters comes over. You get sued. Brandon Cooks comes over. I mean, you guys are loaded. Yeah. I like it. What better place to do it in, in L.A.? This is one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. We gonna win games. When you got a running back like I do, you got a front seven like I do now. Ooh. That's kind of what make us pros, man. We can handle change fast, you know. The Rams. The Rams. The Rams. Rampage. Radio. Radio. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Here are your hosts, J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay, this is uh, John, uh, alias Farvia. I wanted to call in and uh, say, woo! What a game. Uh, that was just, uh, took it all out of uh, all of us, I'm sure. But uh, great game, man. And it just lived up to the hype and then and then some. Uh, amazing that uh, we were able to win that thing and Gurley basically disappeared most of the game. But uh, very strange things. You know, uh, in that game, a lot of a lot of strange dynamics. But our boy uh, Goff uh, pulled through in the end, and defensive guys, it was feast or famine. But uh, it's a big W, and uh, and we're on to on to the next game. Uh, my man John, thanks, calling John. in. Far be it from Rampage Radio podcast, and you know what? We both got to respond to that. Woo! We were right there with it. The, the freaking uh, who was that wrestler? Make uh, Flair, Rick Flair. There he is, Nick Flair. <laughs> My man said Mick Flair. Rick this dude Flair. must be owned by McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Flair. Oh my god. Oh, dude, no, no, straight up though. Freaking Rick Flair. And uh 
Sean McVay loves Ric Flair, by the way. If you haven't seen it, everyone was, loves Ric Flair, bro. Dude, that hair he had was dope. Everything he had was dope, and he's still dope. Ric yeah, Flair. And then uh, oh, Hulk Hogan. Give me two make claps it. to Ric Flair. <laughs> you know oh, I don't want to be too loud on the mic, but dude, listen, John, this is one of our top callers. We had a, quite a few call in, and this is one of them. And dude, we this game, we're not going to touch much to, on it too much. As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and give you guys a show rundown. First of all, let's, welcome let's, to Rampage yeah, Radio let's Podcast. Let's get back to the basics here. Welcome, welcome. to the show. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's been a little break. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Yummy. I uh, hope you uh, spent great time with family, ate some good food, watched some football. And uh, yeah, it's a great time of the year, man. I'm glad to be doing another podcast. So mm-hmm. let's uh, let's lock into what we're doing this week. We, uh, we're going to start by talking a little bit about these Chiefs. Just a little bit. Crazy game. Everyone knows about it. It seems like forever ago. Um, Rams found a way to win a, a wild one there. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll look forward to Detroit n- next week. We'll uh, we'll get on a pro- a prospect watch. Um, well, we're gonna kind of paint the picture with, with the Rams not playing. We had some time to look at um, some some of the playoff pictures, so we're, we're gonna get in, get into that. And finally, we're gonna hit you with easy money, and that'll be it, man. So if you don't, make sure you go follow us on Twitter. Follow it at what's the, what's the handle? Hit that follow button. The follow is Rampage Radio Pod. That's us, and then you're gonna follow. Rams talk at talk Rams. Uh, and you want to make sure you also go to the Facebook backslash talk Ram, or Rams talk. Cause you have uh, three podcasts that are there and you can also follow the link at Rams talk.net. Um, we have us, the self-titled Rams talk podcast and budding heads. So if you haven't heard of any one of our shows, please Please do yourself a favor and do yourself justice to go listen to us. Hit us up on the DMs like you all guys have been doing so far, which has been great. The feedback we've had has been great. Also, yes, hit us up on the new phone number we have. The message we heard when they started the show, your boy John, he hit us up on the, on the phone. If you saw on Twitter, we got we got a, a number now. We're taking messages. Messages. Okay. Well, we want you guys to call in after the game, during the game, whatever. You know, tell us why you're mad. Give us a message, or and uh, we might we might uh, throw you some props on the podcast. So that number is three zero seven six two two nine one one nine. Once again, that's three zero seven six two two nine one one nine. And if you're following us on the Twitter, that is up there. And uh, you can you could easily just lock it into your phone, dude. Like you do, people all over the country who listen to ESPN Radio, they lock in those call in numbers. If they're hardcore fans, they Is do that. Is that what you do? I did do it when I lived in St. Louis. Oh. I don't do that now because I'm not a Falcon dude. Yeah, okay. Obviously. Um, and speaking we got of good Twitter, sports radio here. Yeah, they no, absolutely. I'm not going to throw out any little free ads because you always bust my balls about giving out free ads. <laughs> yeah. But 92.9, the game, dope. All right. Great show. Let me go ahead and give you guys a little update on this thing. I was on Twitter, and I saw where Willie Anderson, who was an ex-Ram, today, this day, on November 26th of 1989, the dude had 15 receptions for 336 yards. Wow. Averaging 22.4 yards of reception wow. and one touchdown. Who would have thought that that record would have still stood with this Rams offense today that we have? Yeah. Or even the Kurt Winter days? Yeah, no, it's uh, 333. That's a number that seems like a long, long way. I don't know. 
I think you'd be surprised to know, and I don't know, the how many people have a game more yards than that, not just on the Rams, but across the league. I don't know. That's be something we're that's we're one up. player. Yeah, no, it's, I know. I mean, crazy. Dude, that's insane. And that is a high powered offensive weapon that they had then. And this offense has continued to be high powered. The Chiefs had, they couldn't stop us. They could not stop us. And obviously, we couldn't stop them. And we're going to just jump right into this thing, man. Just like John said, he said the defense is feast or famine. Yeah. And they were. That's exactly what they were. And they have been. They have been. And uh, hopefully getting to lead back this week against Detroit, hopefully that can provide a little bit of boost. But I'm not so sure. I'm not confident. If there's a time to hit a hard reset button, it's right now. It's right now. You know, you're looking at, you guys all know the score, 54-51. Most points in the history of the NFL. We watched it. We took the line. I mean, or, no, you took the line. I tried to do a parlay. Remember? Yeah, you like the parlay. That's why parlays right. They they pay out well, but it's, 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 it's not likely they hit. Um, my bad. So this game was nuts. Uh, offensive outbreak from everybody. You know, I thought that the the Rams were in great shape, up two scores at one point, but the the Chiefs they keep kept striking so fast. Man, they scored. In, in three or four plays, a few drives, and the Rams hung on. Goff is elite. He's doing his thing. He is in that conversation. Him now. and Mahomes, man, what a showdown! That was that was a that was a a blessing to watch. A blessing. Very, very, yeah. I would treat. say that was a blessing. That was, was a, a blessing to yeah. win. It's a blessing to win for sure, and to watch because hey, Tyreek Hill. We dude. thought. I mean, he's no surprise. Everyone in the world knows Tyreek Hill, but and I played, we were afraid I did, of him. Listen, let me cut us. you off. I did play the homer card. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, bro. I told you. I, I would take him. I, I mean, I, I you would I, take him over anyone. I would take him over anyone. You have to. You have to. <laughs> that guy is so elusive and he is so ridiculous so in fast. space. And you cannot. They tried to put Sam Shields on him. You know what? This is going to be funny, hopefully. But when I was watching the game and Tyreek Hill was just abusing Sam Shields. Well, he did fall down Abu- on, one, on the bomb. The second half, they made adjustments early. All right, I'm saying as those as it was ha- happening, I watched it a couple plays yeah. in the first half. That was just ridiculous. Yeah, the only thing that came to my mind was the movie Remember, Remember the Titans. Have you seen that movie? Oh yeah, dude. Of course. Left side. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Great one. But when Ryan Gosling played corner in the movie Remember the Titans, he's like, "These guys are too fast." I can't. I can't keep up with him. I remember. That's all I was thinking about watching Tyreek Hill. Sit him down. <laughs> just I was like, are we going to do this? Watch Tyreek Hill just run by people, and like, we did the entire first half. That guy, his speed kills, dude. We've said it time and time again. So let's just, just get down to the simple here. What, what are your takeaways from the game, man? I mean, obviously we scored a million points. We gave up a million points. Um, you know, I'm glad we we won the game, but. I don't know if we can win games like that, like moving forward. I know I, I was as good as golf was, you know, we got to be able to stop somebody, man. I know the Chiefs offense is amazing, but are we going to be able to beat the Saints in the playoffs if it gets to that? I think we got to make some some major adjustments, and hopefully they did over this bye week, man. But that's the kind of the first thing that stuck out to me, and the lack of Todd Gurley. Only 12 carries in the game. I think you had opportunity to salt this game away at 
sometimes when we could have run the ball a little we bit more. We were up at 13 at one point. As I'm saying, I mean, why? I mean, I don't remember what happened that next drive. That drive, maybe you went down, and scored a touchdown. I don't remember doing that, but seems like we could have got Gurley the ball a little bit more. Um, let our defense rest. So hopefully he'll have a more of a role this week against the Lions. How many times have you heard me say run the ball with Todd Gurley and take the air out of the ball? How many weeks? Dude, you have can't I been take the that? air out of the ball in the NFL. That that's not that's not like how you beat people. It's just four yards at a time. But I get your point. We should run Todd Gurley more. You I mean it, it, when you're up 13, you need to run the ball. Yeah, keep your offense on the field. Start beating him and beating him in the head up front and get physical. And which, dude, the Chiefs' pass rush was a problem. I mean, dude, they, they, Houston had like a, a a rejuvenation of his career against us almost. Justin like he, Houston did have a great night for sure. And, you know, you look at our defense, and even though we gave up a ton of points, we turned the ball over. We turned them over. Two a, defensive a, touchdowns. A we scored. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, like you said, feast or famine was the, was the best phrase that you could use, and John pointed it out there. We got to find ways to to be more consistent on defense if, if we're going to win the Super Bowl. But hey, we got a dub. Uh, for the most part, we stayed healthy. Um, it was entertaining, um, crazy watch. The whole league was locked into it. I think it was one of the highest rated Monday night games in the history of Monday night football. For sure. And uh, you know we're we're still riding out with uh, with a big ten one record. Yep. And uh, we're going to play one more voicemail real quick that we got uh, just so we can move on quickly to the next segment here since this game was over a week ago. Steelers Street, our boy, chiming in. Check this out. Yo, Rampage Radio, what's up? This is Steeler Street, JJ Rob, love you guys. All right, here we go. Here's my take on the game. Last night, what a game. Crazy score, back and forth, toe-to-toe. I love it. Good call on the over. All right, let's go through some grades. Port Cross style. Offense, I'm giving you all B+. Here's the things I saw. Gurley wasn't involved, which is kind of weird. I mean, he's the best running back in the league, right? But here's the thing I saw. Y'all, y'all had him covered. Uh, they have him covered with a linebacker the whole game. Like some guy trying to get his autograph while he's in college. He's in his hip pocket. So I guess it's good that y'all kind of broke away from that because, I mean, hey, they were all over him. And then you got golf, man. He just took hit after hit, stood in there, kept playing. So that's why I'm giving y'all B plus. Could have been a little bit cleaner, but overall pretty good defensively. B plus as well. Got a lot of turnovers. Picked off uh, Mahomes. That was good to see. Knocked the ball around out of his hands. Good bit, too. So, whenever you get five turnovers in a game, it's really good. But, on the flip side, he threw six touchdowns against y'all. That's a lot. Granted, y'all going toe-to-toe. But, overall, B-plus. So, obviously, Street. Shout out to the Street. Love that guy. Um, Thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you, sir. Pointed out golf, which you obviously already said the dude's a elite already. I mean, it, it, you have to say he's easily in that elite status this season. If you if you don't want to call him elite overall, but he's having an elite season. That's he's having fair. an elite season. Let's see him put it back to back. You know, like, you know, I which I believe he will. Um, he's not Brady esque yet, but dude, bro, he shows a lot down. of promise, dude. I mean, it's just really encouraging. Uh, so he mentioned golf. Uh, he mentioned the lack of Gurley, which we are both kind of in awe of. Like, dude, what are we doing not getting Gurley the ball, man? Like, he's right. He is the best, arguably the best running back in the NFL. Um, and why he's not evolved was was a head scratcher. And he talks about the defense. I was kind of surprised that he gave us a B plus. Uh, yeah, you do get the ball back five times with five turnovers. But as he said, dude, 
51 points you just can't happen. No. You can't win ball games consistently giving up that many points. Now, granted, the Chiefs offense is not like any other offense aside from the Saints in the NFL. We all know that. We all get that. But giving up 51 points is a... It, it, I mean, dude, it, it blows your mind a little bit how you still won. I mean, this is the first time that a team has lost while scoring over 50 points and lost. That's a great talk about that game. Uh, Chiefs Rams classic we should take some time to watch that one again really appreciate what that was yep uh but let's keep moving let's get on to the lions uh we're going to take a quick break when we get back we'll uh dissect the lions see if matt stafford and his his crew can come in here and get a dub thanks for listening to the rampage radio podcast you're listening to rampage radio podcast Big week ahead. Big game coming up. Mm-hmm. They're all big. Yep. Um, but you're 10-1. Wow. Rams travel to Detroit to play against the Lions. Oh. <laughs> so th- this is... A, this is a, What did you say earlier about this game? Trap game. Trap game. Classic trap game. You, you, you're coming off a bye. You got to travel all the way across the country to Detroit. A, a team that's that's four and seven right now. A team that's last in their division right now. A team that's gave of, gave away one of your better players. They're out of it. That's why they're trading people away. And this is a game that you have to win if you want to host the NFC Championship game. This is a game that you have to win. And you know it, the Rams are heavy favorite in this game. Last time I looked, they were coming in at a minus ten. That line might have moved or might move here in the rest of the week. But um, it should be a game that the Rams should handle. Um, Stafford is, is having a, a decent year. He's he's um, thrown for two thousand eight hundred forty one yards, seventeen touchdowns, and ten picks. Um, I'm ten sure picks is a lot. Ten, ten picks is a lot. But he's also thrown the ball four hundred and six times. Where Gurley and we know how much the Ger, I'm sorry, Goff. We know how much Goff is throwing the ball at three eighty one. So he's eclipsed Stafford. I mean, he's eclipsed Goff. If I could speak. You can speak. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, Jameson, what's up? Jameson's in the building tonight. That's why. That's what's going on right here. I mean, listen. So, yeah, Stafford's throwing the ball a million yeah. times. He's got 10 picks. You would think he'd have more touchdowns, but, I mean, they get they get rid of Tate. Galloway's been their best receiver. Um, 804 yards, five touchdowns. And uh, on Johnson um, has carried the ball 118 times, 641 yards to three touchdowns. They also have LeGarrette Blunt. Uh, but I, I don't see a way the Rams go in there and, and, and lose this game, man. I really don't. It is a trap game, all that stuff. But I mm-hmm. think golf will have them focused, man, because you know they're they're playing for a lot right now. You do not want to be in a situation where you drop a game like this, and then all of a sudden you're 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 traveling in the in the playoffs to go play against the Saints instead of being at home or something like that. So, um, what are your thoughts on on this game? Looking at it, well, let's let's look at it this way. The Rams have arguably the easiest schedule from here on out. You're you're at Detroit, then you got Chicago, then you got the Eagles who are nothing what they were last year. Then you have Arizona who is abysmal, who's made me look like a laughing sock of a of a picker of teams of where they're gonna finish in divisions and Keep stuff. It up. And then you finish out with San Francisco. So this yeah, schedule get, is very looks is very favorable for the Rams to lock up the number one seed because the Saints they have two tough games against Carolina coming up, and that's who you're looking at when you're when you come off the field. 
those Rams players are looking at the TV to see if the Saints won. McVay, that's in the it's not in the forefront of their mind, but it's definitely in the backside of their mind because you want everyone to come to the Coliseum. You don't want to got you don't want to have to go to the Saints. Which, by the way, let's comment on the Coliseum. Uh, obviously, uh, I wasn't at the game. Oh my gosh! But um, it seemed like that place was loud, unbelievable. And uh, shout out to all you fans that made it to the game um, and, and supported the Rams because it, it was clear they had a home field advantage that night. No doubt about it. And you're not going to have that against Detroit, but you're not going to need it. And the reason is because this team, as you said, I mean, what are they playing for? Yeah. What are they playing for? I mean, Stafford can beat you in a lot of ways, uh, mainly obviously his arm. He can throw it all over the place. He's always been a gunslinger, even at University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he he's a By player. By the way, you talk about Georgia. Uh, the Georgia Georgia is now in the top four of the college football playoffs after tonight. So Good luck with Alabama. We got Bama this week. So we might it might be short-lived stint in the top four, but... Um, Go dogs this week against the the Bama. Anyways, go ahead. No, I, I was just saying that's what Stafford is, and you have to worry about. I'm kind of worried about the the run game still because the Rams still have not really shut down the run since the beginning of the season. And Carryon Johnson is no joke, dude. That dude can play, and he he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's averaging 5.4 yards an attempt. That's a big number, and so you got to be able to stop the run because I think that the Detroit Lions are going to try and run the ball. I mean, why not? going to throw it, but why wouldn't you yeah. run the ball against this defense when they have shown vulnerability against the run? So uh, I think the they've also, you know, given up chunk plays at least last game, recency bias, right? But um, I, I think it'd be smart for the Lions to come in here with a mindset of, of run the ball, keep Goff and, and you know that offense on the, on the sideline, and uh, find a way to stay in this game late and find a way to win it late. I think that's the only chance the Lions have. Uh, if if they're having to play catch up, uh, that's not a good situation for them. And uh, I think do you the think Ram- the Rams, if they win the toss, they take the ball this week? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. To get up to make these guys chase nah, early they're on. Gonna, I don't. I don't think so. You think that they would kick May, it away? I, mean, I hope not. I hope they send that defense out there. Hopefully, they show they got some 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 uh, pride and some some belief in that side of the ball and say go get a stop and then we'll get the ball at the second half. That's you know that's what I think they should do. I don't know what they're going to do, but that's what I think they should do. Yep, I agree with you. Um, I do want to make notice of this though. The offensive line. This is a week that they need to kind of show up and get back to what they were a couple of weeks ago without getting golf so much pressured, knocked down, and sacked. You're talking about a guy like Ezekiel Ansah. He's a playmaker on the outside. And you're also looking at um, Damian Harrison, who's a good player, and Devin Kennard. You know, they have some guys who can get after the quarterback. Um, and their defense actually overall is ranked 21st with giving up 21.6 points per game. They do give up the rush. 101.4 yards a game is what they're average. So let's use let's, Todd Gurley, let's get man. Gurley, man. Shit, we're all saying the same thing. Let's let's have him get a, a game where he carries it 19, 20 times, man. Let's see what that looks like. You know, but they're not they're not going to get away from the pass. That's what the, that's not what this offense is, and we don't have any room to complain as Rams fans. If we got to make a critique, yes, it is. Let's get Gurley involved in the running game more. Let's get him involved. Period. A little bit more. But we have no room to complain about this offense because they are beating everybody in their 10 and 1 because of what they've been doing. I mean, dude, Gerald Everett, making plays, dude. Yeah. 
And Josh Reynolds stepped in. Josh huge. Reynolds coming out party, man. I mean, that week. 2017 draft class, they are making a statement in year two right now. And so don't change the offense, but let's get Gurley involved. This is a game where I would like to see us get up 13 or 14 like we had on the Chiefs and run it on first and second down. Yeah. How many times have the Rams ran the ball on first and second down? Never. You don't ever see it, right? Yeah. And I'm not criticizing. I'm not going to criticize Sean McVay, but I'm just saying I would like to see Bro, that. Bro, you can criticize. It's not. A, he he's doing a hell of a job, but you know, yeah, you might want to give Gurley the ball. Let's get him going a little bit. Um, keep winning. Just just you know, let's 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 get Gurley the ball. I think the offensive line will get into a groove once you give him more carries, man. I I think it allows him to freaking plow dudes downhill. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, that would be great to see. Um, in a perfect world, you get up and then you can run that ball. And, and Gurley, you watch. I bet he'll pop one this week. He'll pop one. He's he's going to be churning for it, he'll, man. He'll I mean, that dude's ready week. to carry the load for a little yeah, bit. I think he's he's, and maybe that's part of it. That maybe a, a, a positive that you can take out of it is, you know, even though Gurley's playing all these plays, he's uh, he's not getting banged on every play. That's true. So it's a good point. You know, you can you, you're going to take a positive. That's that's definitely a positive. And not so. only that, dude, you have to account for him whether he's getting the ball or not because he can beat you by himself. Yeah, he can beat guy unless it's what's that linebacker from uh from the Falcons? Demo, Demo, what's his name? It, is, it comes Devo. Devo, that dude. When we played Atlanta, he was all over Gurley last time we went in the playoffs. He's a bad boy, man. Dude was, and he's coming back for them, which the Falcons will too get late. into a little bit later. It's yep, too late. too late for them. Yeah. Uh, but dude, this is again, this is where we want to see Gurley kind of get some more touches. Um, but hey, listen, go in Detroit, make a statement. Don't freaking get lackadaisical. Let's execute. Let's not have miscommunication problems. Let's just play a solid game all around. Yeah. Right? That's what we want to see. This is what you should do against bad teams. To go in and take care of business. Now, another piece of business we have to take care of right now is we have to kind of look at the prospects that we may need to replenish on this defense because they are going to be drafting defense in the first round. I can almost guarantee that i would almost put my fanhood of the rams on that right, i would let's, bet that let's, on that. Bet. let's bet that you don't think the rams would go defense first round no, the way it looks right now I, I don't i don't have an opinion on it but if you want to bet something that serious I'll that's be- how i mean i'm just saying that's <laughs> how obvious it seems like this team's weakness is it's not where is it on the offense yeah you're just aging on the offensive line that's what you're doing that's your only downfall right now on offense. You're aging at the offensive line position. Yeah. Who's gotten hurt? This is the second consecutive year where ain't nobody on the offensive line has been hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the NFL, though, dude. People get hurt. I mean, to say that. I oh, mean, yeah. And honestly, outside of Cup, you know, I feel like. And Tlaib. And, and well, Tlaib, yeah. So I guess you can list them off there. It seems worse than I, I imagined. But everyone's dinged up, bro. That's part of it. It's part of it. That's why I got to have depth. That's why I got to draft well. Um, so who are we looking at in this prospect? Yeah, I know. I, I also think we're going to go defense. Um, actually, some of the guys have I picked offensive line. I'm not even sure. Yet. I got. I went. I, I went. went and, I went. Remember, went Brian Burns first, four state defensive. And then we talked about the Boston College offensive line. I mean, we dude, talked they, about uh, Greedy Williams from LSU. Yep, that's right. Which give us an update on that? Yeah, what I, you saw, saw. I saw that um, the latest. Mel Kuyper mock draft that had Greedy Williams going number three overall. So I do not pr- project the the Rams to be in a position to draft Greedy Williams because he's going to probably go a little earlier. So um, probably won't be there. But another guy that I do like staying in the SEC, Deontay Thompson, safety from Alabama. Um, big guy, 6'2", 
right at 200 pounds. Uh, he's physical. I watched him play this week against Auburn. He was everywhere, batting balls down, um, jumping the routes. We'll tackle somebody. We'll hit you. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're taking the Alabama defensive player, it's a, it's one of the safer bets that you can make. Yeah. They'll they'll transition to the NFL and be a solid player. So Deontay Thompson, Alabama safety. You can watch him this week play against Georgia um, in the SEC championship game on Saturday. So that's our prospect watch this week. Yeah, I like his size, man. Talking about 6'2", 196 pounds. That's a big, heavy joker coming downhill uh, to make a tackle in the backfield. I mean, that's something that this guy will do. He can get physical with you at the line of scrimmage. Um, he's got pretty good speed and very good athleticism as uh, Jay, I think you just mentioned that. I, I'm obviously interested to see what he does at the combine. He's on my radar now. I mean, <laughs> uh, but what I really like is, as you said, he's from SEC school and you can feel really confident he's in not, drafting a guy he, from SEC. He's just not SEC. He's from the class of the SEC. The class, he's from absolutely, the school right. of Nick Saban. So sure. he's, he's, you know, he's safe, safe pick. Does this mean that LaMarcus Joyner is probably gone? I don't know, man. I hope playing not. on the franchise tag right this year is what he's doing. They didn't reach an agreement before the season, and the way he's played so far, it's it's been all right. It wasn't what it was last year. Um, and the Rams, although they did make some defensive personnel changes, the safety position has been a little suspect at times. And John Johnson has actually outplayed Lamarcus Joyner at this point. Um, it, well, you could look at that two ways. You can either look at it to where you kind of let him walk and you bring someone else in here. Or you could look at it that he's not playing as well as he did. You still believe in him as a player, and you might be able to sign him for a little bit cheaper than you initially thought. So, um, But based on his history that he's had in the league, he's not going to give you a hometown discount. Why would he do that? Well, I'm, my point is that if he's not playing at the level that he could have cashed in at last year, mm-hmm. he may the market may have changed on him, and he may not be able to feel like he can go get that long-term deal um and and he could maybe sign resign with the Rams if he loves it, which he seems like he he enjoys being on the Ram, on the Rams. They've drafted him. Maybe you can sign him for a two or three year deal at, at a better per year price. So I'm just we'll see what happens. Deontay Thompson is a guy that I like. If we're in that situation, so we need another safety. Um, yep. He's a guy that we'll kind of keep an eye out on uh, moving forward. And this isn't knocking necessarily, you know, Lamarcus Joyner. As you said, he was drafted by this organization. And, uh, but you know, when you talk about money, I mean, it's a real thing, dude. And it's tough to keep everybody. I mean, in my opinion, Sue's probably going to be gone. I don't think that the Rams are going to be able to retain him. And then you're looking at maybe defensive tackle, which we could probably throw on the prospect watch next week. So, Hey, listen, prospects are awesome. We all love watching the college game and seeing who could potentially be on your organization and making an impact. Now what's next? This NFC playoff picture, dude. Some intriguing stuff. Carolina had a big time loss against Seattle this week. I watched that game. Seattle is a good team, dude. They they're, they're playing a better, a lot better than dude. Credit to freaking Coach Carroll. Yeah, I mean you have to give that whether you hate them like I do, can't can't stand them or not. You got to give credit where it's due, and that is the simple fact that Coach Carroll has. Really done a great job in turning the and not, they're not turned around yet, but they're they're a lot closer to being turned around than a lot of franchises are when you get rid of good players like Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman and and, and these type of dudes. You know the, the Legion of Boom is non-existent anymore, but dude, big win for them in Carolina. 
Yeah, big dub going on the road across the country to go beat a, a, a good team, a team that's fighting for the playoff position, a team who needed that win. You go over there and beat them. Um, that says a lot, man. And so they're at six and five. They're still in the hunt. Um, but let's look at the the, the the class of the NFC at this point. You're looking Saints, at dude. Saints. You're looking at, you know, um, Carolina is also one of them. And then you, Philadelphia is obviously not even close to what they're supposed to be. The Bears are in uh, there. Yeah, the, Chicago, you know, we need to take care of business when we play them. And then you got Dallas, who's kind of turned it on. They're still on the hunt. And the Vikings, you know, they just had a big win. And the Rams already beat the Vikings. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not a believer in Dallas Cowboys right now. I mean, there are a lot of people who are kind of jumping ship and saying these guys can make a run. I don't. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott has kind of revitalized what he was last year a little bit because they they're actually giving him the ball now. But I'm not scared of Dallas. I'm not scared of Minnesota. I'm scared of the Saints. Uh, Minnesota's. I'm not scared of Minnesota. I'm scared of the Saints, dude. Well, you have the Saints in my opinion, and then you have like Chicago, who you said. Yeah, but but Minnesota, even though their record's not great, that's not a team that you want to see right now. I don't. I'm not, dude. I disagree with that. I I watched their game two nights ago. And they beat the they beat the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I mean the Green Bay. I mean they they taken a step back, obviously. And you know you're not. I'm not worried about. We've already seen them. We know what they are. We know they have a good offense. We'll have to lead back if we end up. All right. Playing so who would the, who would the Rams play right now? The Rams will be playing the winner of Vikings or Cowboys. They have the Rams projected as the number two seed since they lost that game against the Saints earlier in the year. And the Saints are also 10 and one. Uh, we need a little help there. We need them to catch a loss somewhere. And which they could. Yeah, they definitely could. Um, so the Rams would be playing Vikings or Cowboys. So Vikings would, looks like if, if the season ends today, a lot, lot of games left. Obviously, Vikings would be playing. Cowboys uh, and the Saints would be playing either the Redskins or the Bears. So, um, and like you said, it, it's the, really the Rams and the Saints at this point. I don't see another team at at this juncture that I would be nervous about playing them in the championship. Well, games. I was just saying that about the Vikings. You want to give me some grief about the Vikings? Well, so I, elaborate I, why the Vikings are a threat in your opinion. I just think they they have an explosive offense. Well, that, yeah, I mean, of course that's, they that's, do. That's all. You know, they got good backs. Uh, I think they have. I mean, they have feeling. They have digs. We've played them last year in, in some very tight games. I think um, their defense isn't as great as it has been, but um, they have the weapons to score points. And I think that's that's always something that you got to be weary of. Like the Cowboys, does their offense scare me? No, I think that uh, they they're not as explosive. Now they have Ezekiel Elliott, which might run for a million yards against the Rams. But um, I don't. I don't think Dak Prescott's a guy that you worry about coming in your building and beating you. No, but Amari Cooper has made a difference on that team. Yeah, he, he's he's turned a corner. Looks like, and I'm happy for him, man. And dude, let's not get it twisted. That Cowboys defense is solid, and Van Der Esch has made a statement as a rookie. He really has, and he's playing next to. Jalen Smith, who was a stud out of Notre Dame, remember he tore his ACL and got hurt. And do that Vikings defense, if you're a fan, I mean, not Vikings, the Cowboys defense, if you're a fan of that team, you have to be feeling pretty good about how your defense is playing. You're just glad you're back in the in, in the fight, back that your games mean something for a while there. It looked like they weren't even going to be in the discussion. So um, once again, it's probably going to be the Rams Saints, man. Looks like these playoff you know, games are going to be... be working toward each other and I just hope that we find a way to host that game instead of have to go back to back to Superdome. Well, you said it and you just said it just now and you said it on our previous podcast which is 
We don't want to have to go back to the Superdome and play the Saints. We would rather them come to the Coliseum and have them outside and against our crowd because uh, it's tough to win there. It's, it's almost like Atlanta was two years ago. You couldn't win a game in Atlanta. Whenever someone came to play the Falcons, no one could win. And the Saints seem to be that kind of team and that kind of atmosphere now. Uh, but, dude, listen. If I had to choose, I'd rather play Dallas Cowboys if it was between the Vikings and Dallas. The Vikings just don't have the defense that scares me. Unless, let me ask you a question. Kirk Cousins, right? We've seen the good and the bad of Kirk Cousins. Is he like a Tony Romo type quarterback who can get you to the playoffs but not get you through the playoffs? I would take Tony over him, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. So Kirk Cousins does not scare me. And if you have to leave back and, you know, like I said earlier in the podcast, this is the time where you hit a hard reset button, you know, and let your defense come out and make a statement from here on out. Kirk Cousins is not a guy that I feel like would be able to destroy you, not with the way that the Rams offense is playing. So give me Dallas, but I'm not afraid of the Vikings. And we need some help, like you said, against teams who are playing against the Saints. So that's kind of our playoff picture rundown. I'm going to also say this. I'm going to jump over to AFC real quick. Dude, look out for Houston Texans, bro. They're, they're, they're kind of getting it together. They've won eight in a row. Yeah, that's wild. And uh, But the question is, can they hang with the Chiefs? Who, I don't know if anyone's going to hang with the I Chiefs. Can't. I want to watch Patriots Chiefs so bad. Uh, actually, screw that. Let's go Patriots. I'm sorry. Steelers Chiefs. Shout out Steelers Street. Again. Let's go. Steelers. Uh, obviously, they're, they got a loss last week, which is, was a bad loss, but um, they're still in it. Patriots will probably find a way to be in that AFC Championship game, I would imagine. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Chargers are playing well right now, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, the Chiefs, right? I, I think the, the Chiefs are in a better position. If you look at the probably the three best teams in football, Chiefs, Saints, Rams, they're by themselves over there. They, they, they'd much rather match up with a team in the AFC than have to play the Saints or the Rams. Uh, in the AFC Championship game, I think so. I think they're 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 lucky to not have to face the Rams or the Saints in the in the championship game. But the Patriots are no slouch, as we already know. So yeah, well, you have Brady still, and they're eight and three, which is kind of surprised. They've kind of gone under the radar, just like the Texans have. I mean, you know what the Patriots are, but dude, the Houston Texans, like I said, dude, eight wins in a row, man, and that defense, JJ Watt, healthy, clowny, healthy. You know, they're a force. They are they are something to be reckoned with right now. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, Bill O'Brien, I don't know, man. I don't... You don't trust Bill O'Brien? I mean, if you're looking at all these, the coaches that are that are out right out there right now at the top, Andy Reid, McVay, Belichick. Know, Belichick. Yeah. I, no, I get it. But, dude, how much coaching do you have to put into Deshaun Watson? A lot. A lot of us, I mean, a lot of it's coaching. Now, obviously, he's going to do his thing. And, and I mean, that dude destroyed the Titans by himself. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he's a stud. And not just him, but DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, dude, check this out. Speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, the dude has not dropped one yeah, ball. I saw that tweet, whoever put it Unbelievable. out. Unbelievable. Like 75 catches and no drops. Unbelievable, man. It's ridiculous. And Lamar Miller is doing well in that system, too, man. Like, dude, again, that, that team is is something to take notice about. And I'm sure all those AFC teams know about the Texans now, and <laughs> as they have. But hey, listen, we're all about the Rams here. And we don't want to have to face the Chiefs, but I feel confident enough that if we did have to go uh, or the hey, Saints. Hey, we beat them. We already beat them. We got them. If we play them again, we'll beat them. You're talking about the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, we got to get there first, and that's going to be, you know, probably in New Orleans. Going to have to do that uh, again, in my opinion, unfortunately. Well, let's go ahead and, and hit you guys with this last segment, the easy money, man. Let's go get that get that easy money right here. Let's get it. All right, so let's get it going here on the easy money. Um, this week, we got five big games. Um, we spent some time looking at these games, and let's get right into it. We both like the Rams minus 10 at Detroit. Yep. Uh, Detroit, as we talked about earlier, we don't know what they're playing for. We don't know what their motivation is. We think the Rams go in there um, off of bye week, getting fresh, and, and getting a big done by, by 10 points. I wish the line was at 9.5, so that way if they win 10 points, we'd, I'd win the bet. But I'll, I'll lay the 10 because uh, we're Rams people. Uh, do you think that Patricia's going to be around for a, a while? Or, or I mean, They're going to give him more than one year. I mean, Obviously. Yeah, so. Do you think that he could, I mean, just from what you've seen, even with his time in New England to now, do you think that he is a head coach material? Like, Wade Phillips was not really head coach material. He was a defensive coordinator. That's what he's always been. Remember when he was with Dallas, he wasn't very good as a head coach. So is Patricia the same type of mold? I think they have a chance to be better. Uh, yeah. Some growth there. He's smart. I mean, he's just first year being a head coach. He'll probably get better. So yeah. he'll get some time. And okay, we'll see what happens. That division, you know, we'll see what happens with Green Bay. That They're kind of on the downside. So this they pick a good time to try to figure it out. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, I'll take the Rams, though, as you were talking about the game. I'll take the Rams also uh, and, and, and laying the 10 points as well. All right. So game number two, we like the Colts. We, at, we, we both like the Colts. Colts at Jaguars. Um, I've been a Jaguars apologist. I, I felt like they were going to be better this year after that. We all did. Who expected I, them to I, have I, the year they're having I right thought, now? I thought um, a lot more of, of that team movement coming into this year. Now you got Cody Kessler playing quarterback. Um, <laughs> Colts are rolling right now. Yes, Andrew they are. Luck is, is playing great. Um, the only thing that I don't like is that the Colts have to uh, travel to Jacksonville to play this game. But I think... Um, I think the Andrew Lux goes goes down there and wins by a touchdown. Yep, I will take that, or at least six. I think that they made the two field goals. You know, that that would still win the bet when they're sitting at four and a half. So yeah, I'll take the Colts too, man. What's next? All right, Seattle minus ten. I'm sorry, plus ten versus the Niners. Seattle's playing good. They got a, a huge win uh, last week over the Panthers, as we man. mentioned. I think that uh, Seattle. We'll keep it rolling, and their playoff fight will uh, take another step on Sunday. They beat the the 49ers by two touchdowns. Uh, I, I agree. We're three for three here. I'll take Seattle in the 10 points. Or 0 for three. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. No, we're, uh, well, well, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Me and you. The last two, two um, are, are, versus, are, two, are four good teams. Um, Chargers at Steelers. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers here. Three and a half points. And I think uh, Philip Rivers, who's playing as good as he's ever played, and that defense is, is flying around right now. I like the Chargers to go in there and keep it close. Uh, I think they probably lose by a field goal, and the Steelers potentially win. But I'll, I'll take three and a half points in that game um, in Pittsburgh. I'm going to take the Steelers. Yes, I mean, it's a good bet. I'm going to take the Steelers, man. I just Antonio Brown, James Conner still playing well. I mean, they're, they're, it's a big moment for them. They need to make a statement, and this is a good game against a good team to make a statement. So let's see what they got. Let's go steel curtain. All right, last game. Let's go uh, Vikings at Patriots. Patriots play host to the Vikings. Uh, six and a half points is the line. Patriots favored here. And uh, I think that the Vikings go into 
going to New England and, and keep it close. I'll take the six and a half points. And uh, Vegas also agrees with me as the Vikings are the heavy favorite in the bet. Most of the money's coming in the Vikings. I guess that could be a good sign or a bad sign. But I think that they go in there and, <laughs> and keep it close. Figure it out. Uh, listen, I mean, shock you. I'm going to take the Patriots to win by a touchdown. Shock. I, <laughs> I just think right now is when the Patriots really start getting good, man. And, and they've shown that time and time again. And that's why you have two Hall of Famers at the head coach position and at the quarterback position. Uh, the the typical bend but don't break defense is going to show up starting now until the end of their their run in the playoffs, which I think they'll lose eventually to the Chiefs. Um, so I'll take their Patriots uh, winning by a touchdown. So listen, guys, lock in these bets, and as my brother always says, go ahead, call, and call your, bookie. your bookie. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, once again, great week. Glad to be back. Um, yeah. Um, good to have a, a, a nice week off. But the uh, the Rams are back, man. We got a big game this week. We got to get it done. Yeah, and uh, we're, I, you know, we both feel like we're going to get it done. Obviously, hence the uh, the bet here. But we posted on Twitter before we actually tracked the show. Oh shit! We, we posted a uh, a video, and my brother, if you go back and take a look, he was getting this Christmas tree, this fake one, a, a small version. Uh, uh, he was not getting the, the Christmas tree. tree out of the uh, attic here. And he was trying to, you know, put it on the ground, and that little tree that you see in the video, the dude dropped the box right on it just smashed it and he tried to fix it and so that's what you see in the video and and the dude thinks the tree looks dope i think the tree looks hideous and it looks like it was probably made like five or six years ago that little thing yeah it's not brand new so yeah it's it's uh you know i don't give a shit about that tree well you know what listen (laughs) let's get ready for christmas we're about to be in december we're stuffed with turkey and food it's the most wonderful time of the year. Right? Yeah. What are we doing here? Dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know we're getting out of the show here. I mean, you got you got the music coming up. Go follow stuff. us on Twitter. Go follow us. Check out that video I just talked about. Call us. Call the phone number. Call the phone Leave number. Leave us a note. Leave us a note. And uh, y'all have a great week. As we always like to stay. Stay, stay. bad and stay bougie. <laughs> Deuces. thank you for listening to rampage radio podcast don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday always have a plan for a sober ride dc police are arresting drunk and drug drivers drive sober or get pulled over Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, 
Access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.